Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your self-care coach and inner work mentor. And today, I want to share with you seven ways to get in the mood when you're just not feeling it. And there's many, many reasons to not feel it currently in the world, right? There's a million reasons why you could distract yourself from the things you want to do. But I'm going to suggest that it's even more important to do the things that bring you joy, to do the things that are going to move your life in the direction that you want to. And I would say it's an ethical imperative right now to really understand your energy, how it flows, and to really claim that inner authority. So today I'm going to take a piece from my inner authority framework, and it's all about managing your energy and all about finding your own pace. And I'm going to pull out some of the things that I teach within this particular part of the framework that will help you to get in the mood when you're not feeling it. So before I, you know, before I give you the seven steps, let's just kind of anchor into what it is that you're not feeling. And the thing that you're probably not feeling is inspiration or motivation or that intrinsic feeling that you just want to create something. And I want to challenge that in a few different ways and show you that the reason that you might not be feeling inspired or lit up about doing the thing is because you have filled yourself up with things that distract you from the thing that you want to do, (laughs) whether it's writing a book or painting or, you know, creating something in your business or creating income or wealth or organizing your closet, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's personal or business related, um, not being in the mood is a great excuse because people kind of get it. Right. And if you move through that into the other side is an incredible, opportunity to shift yourself out of the idea that you have to wait to be in the mood to do something in order to do that thing because your things matter, right? Like if I didn't feel like I was in the mood to record this podcast and I just didn't show up for it, well, I guess I wouldn't have three years worth of podcasts recorded. (laughs) If I only did it when I was in the mood, then who knows how many episodes I'd have. If I only showed up to coaching my clients when I was in the mood, then I would probably not have very many clients. Um, So I think there's this beautiful balance of doing what lights you up in a way that feels amazing to you so that you're drawn to it 
and also understanding that there's times in your personal rhythm that are going to pull you into different aspects of your cycle, whether it's rest or creation or integration or reflection. Um, there is a cycle that you go through, but if you're only relying on your mood to do something, well, your mood gets affected by a myriad of things. It could be the weather. It could be an argument you had. It could be um, starting your day with your phone instead of the magic morning practice that I teach to align your energy to what's most important to you. The mood that you have could be affected by your diet. It could be affected by your lack of sleep. It could be affected by... Um, something somebody said to you a long time ago and you're all of a sudden remembering it. It could be feeling like you're falling behind, like you're not where you're supposed to be. Or it could be the world at large right now, right? There's a lot of things going on in the world and you might think like, why bother, right? So your mood might be really low. And I think getting caught up in that has a time and place and we need to address it and be in it and really not oppress or suppress our own feelings. That leads to dis-ease in our body. It leads to all kinds of symptoms in your body and it leads to more stuckness. And if you haven't read the book, When the Body Says No by, by Gabor Mate, I'll put a link in my show notes. I, I suggest you read it because this goes beyond um, mindset. It goes into a really deep place of how we suppress our own emotions and what that can lead to. I'm not saying it's a causality like you know, you don't express your emotions, you get sick, but over time you actually build up stuck energy in your body and it leads to a certain kind of flow and chemical reaction within your body. So it's not causality, but there's definitely connection, but you have to read the book. It goes really, really deep into the connection between repressed emotion, repressed anger, unexpressed needs, and what happens, what can happen in your body over time. It's a powerful, powerful book. Um, actually halfway, more than halfway through right now, but it's like, it's one of those books that I know I'm going to be going back to over and over again. So let's get back on track here. I want to share with you seven ways to get in the mood when you're not feeling it. So let me just back up one more step before I share the seven steps for you. First of all, I'm going to start with number seven <laughs> because it's kind of like, I'll come back to it again, but basically you have to know what it is that you're wanting to do. Like, why is it that you even want to get in the mood to do the thing that you want to do? Why is it important? Why are you wanting to, you know, build wealth or make money or get a client or organize your closet or um, change anything, write something, whatever. What is it that you want to do? Why do you want to do it? That's the first most important thing. Because if you have a feeling that you're going after, you want to feel organized, you want to feel abundant, you want to feel generous, there's things in your life and your family that you want to do, you want to feel safe, you want to feel connected, then you need to understand how important that is to you. So it's very, very important to get clear about why you're even needing to get in the mood for something. Otherwise, you're going to not do it at all. That's how our minds work. We need to be moving towards some towards pleasure or away from pain, right? So maybe you're trying to avoid feeling. Maybe you don't want to go to a place of being in debt or being disorganized or feeling like you're disconnected. So you're trying to move away from something, but it's just as important to know what you're moving away from. I would say even more important to know what you're moving towards because we as human beings, our minds are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. But in avoiding pain, you can also be led down the track of numbing behaviors, distracting behaviors, right? Because maybe I want to sit and watch Netflix instead of recording my podcast. Maybe that feels good in the moment, 
but avoiding the thing that I really know I want to do by helping others and showing up for myself and showing up for you is going to require me to shift into the moment, right? So I'll be like perfect example. I um, am recording this right now, obviously, but before I recorded, I kind of sat there. I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling that energy that I usually feel before recording a podcast. And so I'm like, okay, what do I need to do right now? And what I usually end up doing, <laughs> what I do as a practice to get embodied is I usually intuitively choose a song from one of my playlists that I created for the magic morning practice, which if you haven't gotten by now, it's really time. <laughs> it's actually going to be turned into a paid program pretty soon. So if you haven't gotten it, now is the time to grab it for free. It's in the link in my bio or on Instagram at Elena underscore Lipson. And so I put on a song, one song is all it really took. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, great. Now I know I'm really clear what I want to talk about. I got some clarity on some of the steps and poof, here I am I'm like excited to share this with you. So let's go ahead and dive right into the seven steps. So the first one is permission to pause. You are not a machine, right? You are a feeling breathing person with moods with emotions and sometimes the stuckness is there for a reason and just bowling right over it is not always the right thing to do and this is something that I teach in this inner authority framework because one of the other aspects of this is self-knowing when you know yourself when you know if you're in avoidance mode or if you just need an energy shift or if you just need to get some breath outside or need a nap this is where getting to know yourself really well is so so important so for me, I knew I wasn't avoiding my podcast for very long. I just knew I wanted to shift into a different energy. So the music, the song, the dance was perfect. But sometimes <laughs> it requires a bigger pause, right? Maybe like you're just so overwhelmed that you just need to take a day or 10 days or two weeks off of even thinking about your business or thinking about what you're trying to create so that you can create some spaciousness for creativity to flow in. So whether it's a 10-minute pause or a 10-day pause, Take what you need, right? And you'll see why number seven is so important, like the foundational piece for all of this. So number two for how to get in the mood when you're not feeling it is moving that stuck energy, literally embodiment, move your body, whether it's a walk in nature, whether it's laying flat on the floor, which is not really movement, but it's actually shifting your nervous system into a parasympathetic place where you can actually rest, digest, and have new ideas. When you're stuck in overwhelm and fight or flight mode, you have tunnel vision. There is no creativity. Only Your only thing that you're thinking about is survival. So that's another element of what you do is move your body in a way that feels good to you. And I teach in this particular framework that I teach, which is the foundation of everything I teach, is bringing you back to ways to connect with your own body that feel really good, whether it's dancing or running or a bath or whatever it is. Like there's a whole list of things that we, we go through for you to get to know yourself in that way. Number three is clear a space. <laughs> like sometimes it's literally like a perfect metaphor. You have a ton of thoughts running around in your mind, ideas, other people's stuff, and, and really clearing one space, even a drawer sometimes can be perfect. What I like to do is actually, I'm in need of this right now, is to clear my desk. <laughs> so my desk has more stuff on it than I want, and I have my desk behind me, which has stuff on it too. Like I am way overdue for clearing my space. So this is something I'm for sure gonna do today, and I really, really hope I don't procrastinate out of it. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to take my own advice here. 
Number four is ask yourself, what am I avoiding? What am I avoiding? And spend some time on this one. Sometimes not being in the mood is simply a learned behavior of avoiding the thing that makes you uncomfortable. Maybe you're trying something new for the first time. Maybe clarity you know is going to come with doing or saying or being something that makes you uncomfortable because it takes you outside of your zone of comfort, right? Comfort is wonderful when you're in bed and have a cozy blanket, but in life, it leads to a series of mediocre choices. And I know you don't want that, right? So what, what are you avoiding? Are you avoiding trying something new? Are you avoiding saying something that's uncomfortable? Are you avoiding sending an email that feels scary? Because I'll tell you what, that thing you're avoiding, the longer you avoid it, the bigger it gets in your mind. And actually, and I love this when I hear clients say like, oh, I finally did that thing. And guess what? It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And that's true 99% of the time. You make it bigger, better, like darker than it really has to be, right? You might be shaky when you're having a conversation or doing something new, but once you start doing it, right, it's like putting on your sneakers when you're at the gym, it feels great. It's just that first moment where you're like, oh, and your ego is trying to get you to do anything else except that one thing. So what am I avoiding? Which leads to number five, which is, it's a weird term. I'll give you that. It's called eat that frog first. It's a term I learned from a coach like six years ago, and it comes from some like planning book. I don't even know. But the idea was that that thing that you're most nervous about, like for me right now, it's writing chapters of my book. So eat that frog first means do the thing that scares you the most. And it could just be as simple as like sending an email or sending an invoice or calling a few potential clients, right? Do it first thing in the morning because the longer you avoid it, the bigger it gets, right? Which is what I was just talking about. If you're avoiding doing that thing, the longer you avoid it, the bigger it seems. Not that it is bigger, but it seems bigger. So eat that frog first. And for you, it might be working out. I know if I don't work out in the morning, the chances of it happening later in the day go way down. That's just something I've learned about myself. And right now, writing comes right after working out. So, because if I avoid it first thing in the morning, I just know my energy, the day gets away from me and it's like, oh, I didn't do it today. So eat that frog first. Not, and listen, call it a turnip, call it a carrot, whatever you want. Number six is get in circle, get in circle. One of the biggest gifts that this circle that I've been running for our sixth year now called the Divine Self-Care Circle, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about a few times if you've been here for a while, it's my membership circle of mostly entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of them are moms, not all, um, where we basically talk about all these things. We talk about the inner authority framework, about finding value in yourself, about trusting yourself, and all the other pieces of the framework that I teach throughout the year. This month, we're actually talking about intentional pauses and how you rewire your thinking about creation. So like one of the things that people say is that I don't have time to do that or I don't know how I'm going to get that done. And that really is just a mindset. It's, a, it's an old belief limiting you to the past um, of what was possible in the past instead of opening possibilities for the future. So I love this particular topic because it kind of takes us into the quantum realm. It takes us into hypnosis and belief systems, and it's all under the umbrella of self-care. Now, why get in circle? Of course, I invite you to get into the divine self-care circle, which the doors are now open, are open, sorry, are now open. <laughs> if you want to check in the 
comments. Um, and you can get the link in my Instagram bio as well. But the really, really powerful thing about getting in circle is that when you are surrounded by others who are on a similar path, you have this place to check in with right? When you have people who are believing eyes, who are soul and like-minded, you are going to get so much more inspiration and um, camaraderie on your path instead of feeling like you have no one to talk to. Because when you're alone and you're stuck, and you don't have anyone to talk it out with and process with, you're going to possibly stay more stuck unless you, like this happens all the time. Like if you have a group of people that you connect with like this is what this happens constantly women come in a circle they share something they get reflection they get um celebration they get ideas and all of a sudden they're like oh i got it thank you and so it's so so important to have like-minded um voices and people to witness you and to give you reflection so if you don't have that in your life i highly encourage you to come into the circle and really get not only my inspiration and my reflection on your um, you know, ideas, but also you'll have this incredible circle of women who are uh, ready all around the world anytime <laughs> to, to witness and to welcome you. And number seven, which I mentioned at the beginning is know your why, right? I love doing this podcast. So this is a, a great example. If I didn't feel like I was in the mood and I didn't have a reason I was doing it, um, I would just maybe avoid it even further, but I am super motivated to do this. Um, I hold myself accountable by having an editor who I need to send the podcast to, which I know I need accountability. That's really important for me when I'm creating something. And I'm really excited. I, I love doing this. I love sharing ideas. I love sharing things that I learn and passing them on to you. I love having conversations. And I love when you end up joining my circle because I get to have a more intimate conversation with you and help you take inspired action in your own life and business. So that's my why for showing up to this podcast. And I been doing this for three over three years now. So if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Right. But it doesn't mean that every single time I come to record, I'm like hundred percent lit up on fire, but I know how to get myself like there. Cause I'm not usually not that far away because I do love doing this. So the more you can know your why and do the things that you really love to do, the more that regardless of what mood you're in, you're going to do it and you're going to get in the mood. Right. So those are the seven ways to get in the mood when you're not feeling it. Just to review, it was number one, permission to pause as long as you need to understand what's really going on. Number two is move that stuck energy in a way that feels good to you. Number three is clear a space, clear a space. It, outer clutter means inner, inner clutter. So even clearing just one space can help you start seeing things differently. It's a great metaphor. Number four, ask yourself what Am I avoiding? Number five, eat that frog or carrot first, whatever you want. <laughs> number six, get in circle. So, so important. And number seven, know your why. If you don't know your why, then your mood will forever dictate what you do, which will always keep you stuck in mediocrity. And I know that you want more than that for yourself. Okay, I'd love to hear which one of these resonated for you the most. I'd love to hear your reflections. Uh, please feel free to share on Instagram. You can always DM me, grab a snapshot, let me know you're listening and tag me, Elena underscore Lipson. And I would love to have you leave a review. Every review that gets left um, in iTunes then will enhance the chances of someone else listening, which you can also do by sharing with two or three friends and then you can chat about it. Alrighty, that is the 
episode for today. This is Elena Lipson. Thank you so much for being here. And I will see you over on Instagram. And of course, feel free to message me anytime. Go take care of yourself and have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elanalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.